Welcome to the OT Potential Podcast, where each week we review one influential OT-related journal article. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Sarah Lyon, OTRL, and I'm so excited that you are taking time from your busy OT life to join us today. It has been a fun week at OT Potential because we just added the SNFOT bundle to our OT Potential Club. And I feel like I have to break both those things down for you. The SNFOT bundle is a group of forms and handouts, I think there's 11 of them, that Mandy Chamberlain of Seniors Flourish and I created a couple years ago. And it's meant to be a group of documents that helps you organize your time in the SNF setting. There's things like an occupational therapy screen, hand range of motion tracking, a supervision form, an explanation of OT, And it's just a bundle that's been really popular on the past couple of years for us at OT Potential. So this week I added it to the OT Potential Club. And for those of you who are not familiar with the club, that is the online version of these article reviews. Each week I have a written review and I add lots of supplementary material that you don't hear on the podcast, uh, specifically information on assessments and documentations and it's easy to link to everything and have a written record of what we talk about here. And the best part is that there is also a form attached to each article. So OTs that have experience, about the particular topic or questions about it, chime in and we typically have a great discussion about the content. So to bridge those two things together, we are now offering the SNFOT bundle that typically retails at $29.99 for free when you join the OT Potential Club. And it is $25 per year to join the OT Potential Club. So we think it's a pretty great deal and we're excited to be adding bonuses each month to the club and growing our community. So let's dive into this week's article. I want to give a caveat before we start that this was just a more complicated article with several moving parts. And it's also about a complex topic, which is virtual reality in stroke rehabilitation. So I'm going to do my best to break it down in a way that's helpful for you. And more so than I usually do, I'm also going to couch it in other research that we've actually uh, reviewed on this podcast about virtual reality and stroke, along with some other reading that I did on the topic. So our article for this week is a task-specific interactive game-based virtual reality rehabilitation system for patients with stroke, a usability test, and two clinical experiments. This article comes to us from the Journal of Neuroengineering and Rehabilitation. This is an open source journal, so you can access all the articles for free. And I actually recommend just pulling up this journal's website if you're interested in the topic of neuroengineering and rehabilitation. They have a really great blog uh, where the editors kind of give high-level overviews of different trends that they're seeing uh, in the works that are being published in the journal. The two-year impact factor of this journal is 3.58 and a two-year impact factor indicates that over the period of two years an average article in this journal will be cited about 3.58 
eight times by other journals. So this isn't the most influential journal in the world, but it is definitely on par with a lot of the rehabilitation journals and comparable to AJOT, the American Journal of Occupational Therapy. The article was published in 2014 and it ranks 16th on our list of the 50 most influential OT-related journal articles. So if you've been following this podcast We've already had a couple different articles that mention virtual reality as a possible therapy for patients who have experienced stroke to help with their upper extremity motor function recovery, and this is being used especially in the chronic stage. But this is the first article that we've had that really looks at a specific system that was developed just to do this. It looks at the Rehab Master, which is a virtual reality program that was developed specifically for upper extremity rehab following a stroke. But before we dive into the specifics of this journal article, I want to tell you just two things that I found from research regarding this topic. The first is that I couldn't find the Rehab Master, the virtual reality system that they talk about in the article, for sale for commercial use at this time. So that tells me that this particular system maybe didn't get off the ground in the past five years, and you're only going to find it in these research articles. I guess the other scenario is this article did come to us from South Korea, so maybe it is for sale and available in South Korea, but um, I wasn't able to find it for sale in the United States. The other thing that I wanted to let you know was since this article came out, the Cochrane Review actually published a systematic review on virtual reality and stroke rehabilitation in 2017. If you're not familiar with the Cochrane Reviews, these are kind of the gold standard of systematic reviews, and uh, I heard them described as the highest standard in evidence-based healthcare. So whenever the Cochrane Review publishes something on a rehab topic, that is something we want to pay attention to, and I'm going to be referencing that review kind of throughout this article description because it helps us kind of zoom out and get a better idea of where this article fits in on the research in this topic. So let's zoom in on the details of this study. Like I said, there was a lot going on in this particular article because it walked you through the design of the Rehab Master all the way through the initial testing of it. So kind of the first stage talked about the design process and how they had the three user groups involved, the stroke patients, occupational therapists, and physiatrists involved. Next, it explored the usability of the Rehab Master. So they just basically observed stroke patients using it for two times a week for 20 minutes just to make sure that this was a device that they could actually use. Next, they got a group of chronic stroke patients. I think it was six patients who used the Rehab Master for 30-minute sessions five days a week for two weeks. And they did uh, some data tracking on that that we'll talk about in a little bit. And finally, the authors performed a prospective single-blind randomized control trial in which patients in the acute and subacute stages of stroke were randomly assigned to two groups. One received conventional OT alone, and that was 10 30-minute sessions over two weeks. And then the second group received 10 minutes of conventional OT paired with 20 minutes of rehab master training 
that was delivered by the occupational therapist. So in that first clinical experiment that I mentioned where there were the six chronic stroke patients that did it 30 minutes a day for five days a week, at the end they did the Fugelmeyer assessment and they did see an improvement in the score over these two weeks. They tested at the beginning at the end, um, but the improvement was not enough to be statistically significant. And in the randomized controlled trial that I mentioned with the patients who were in the acute and subacute stages of stroke, the patients who received the rehab master training did see more improvement than the patients who received conventional OT alone based on their Fugelmeyer assessment scores, but the improvement was not enough to be clinically significant. Just my own observations and thoughts on that scoring and the improvements that they saw, I really question whether the amount of time that the patient spent on the rehab master was enough time to really make an impact on the patient's function. The two weeks to me just doesn't seem like a long enough time window. Um, I would also be really curious to know like a three month and six month follow up for these patients to see if over the long term if this intervention had lasting impact on the patient's functional abilities. So what were my takeaways from this journal article? Like I said before, this journal article was a really good representation of a piece of the puzzle surrounding virtual reality and stroke rehabilitation. And I thought it did a good job of kind of highlighting three main like research questions that we're seeing about virtual reality and stroke rehab. And I kind of just wanted to walk through those three questions. The first is simply, should we be using virtual reality with our stroke patients? And as we saw in this article, there is definitely some glimmers of promise there but the results weren't super strong and the, the design of this study probably wasn't the strongest. And if we zoom out to that Cochrane review that I mentioned, that's exactly where we're kind of at with virtual reality and stroke rehab right now. There are multiple studies that have this glimmer of promise, but again, the results haven't been as strong as we would like to see to really change the way that we practice. And there hasn't been the research out there that has the really strong study designs that would be enough to overhaul the way that you practice. And the Cochrane Review actually says, we found evidence that the use of virtual reality and interactive video gaming was not more beneficial than conventional therapy approaches in improving upper limb function. So this should not be a standalone treatment that you are doing with your stroke patients. It does go on to say though that virtual reality may be beneficial in improving upper limb function and activities of daily living when used as an adjunct to usual care. So this is a treatment option that to me should be just a tool in your toolbox. For me personally, this is an intervention that I would think of for someone who perhaps was already into gaming or virtual reality prior to their stroke or someone who is looking for anything they can do to give them an edge in their stroke rehabilitation process. So it might be something that's worth trying as long as you know that the evidence is still coming out and that this is a really quickly evolving field. 
The second rehab question that we see recurring in multiple studies that we're looking at is, what's the right amount of therapy for patients following a stroke? Uh, Whether that's virtual reality therapy or conventional therapy, that is a topic that's coming up again and again. And as I mentioned earlier, the 30 minutes for two weeks definitely just didn't seem like enough in this particular trial. And what the Cochrane Review said when it looked at multiple randomized controlled trials, it said that there is a trend suggesting that higher doses, which would be more than 15 hours of total intervention, were preferable, but that these findings still aren't statistically significant. So we're definitely seeing that question of whether we should be doing more and I would say the trend towards more therapy after a stroke is one that is continuing but we're also still kind of waiting for the really um, solid evidence to come out about how much therapy we should be doing and when. And the last research question that we're seeing posed in this article kind of highlights is are there types of virtual reality that are better for stroke patients than others? So kind of the premise of this whole study was, would a patient do better if we built a custom virtual reality application specifically for rehab versus using the ones that we're more familiar with that are commercially available, such as the Nintendo Wii or the PlayStation iToy. And I'll go ahead and in the OT Potential Club, I'll list out the different VR options that are out there for OTs. And again, zooming out to what the Cochrane Review found where they looked at multiple randomized control trials like this, the review said that they found that the time since the onset of stroke, the severity of impairment, and the type of device, whether it was commercial or customized, were not strong influencers of outcomes. So what that says to me is, if you are interested in using virtual reality, if that's something that your patient is motivated for, you do not have to travel to South Korea to find this version of the Rehab Master. Um, Whatever is commercially available, will probably work just as well for you. It's all about using your skills as an occupational therapist to make sure that the virtual reality game is engaging the upper extremity and that you are scaffolding or scaling the um, challenge of the game according with where your patient's really at. Okay, that is all that I have for you today. I really hope that this is a conversation that we can keep going in the forum of the OT Potential Club. If you have used virtual reality in your stroke rehab, I would love to hear from you and love to know what your experiences are. And like I said before, this is a rapidly evolving field. Um, Even the Cochrane review that we looked at was from 2017. And in the world of technology that is already starting to feel dated. So I know that there's new research out there. And if you're familiar with something that's really impactful, we would love to hear from you. As a little bonus for sharing your helpful information and knowledge each week, I do provide $100 to the person who has the most like comment in the OT Potential Club forum on the article of the week. So I encourage you to sign in or sign up at otpotential.com. If being a member of our journal club is not your thing, that is totally fine. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I encourage you to subscribe. And if you have time to leave us a review, we really appreciate the reviews because it helps us know what's helpful about this podcast and 
if there's anything you would like to see differently. And a review also helps others find the OT Potential podcast. So thank you all so much for your time and give great care this week.